Mississippi Damned. Mississippi Damned is probably the Mrs. No, it's no probably about it. Mississippi Damned is the saddest movie I've ever I've ever seen, yo. Um, it randomly popped up on my Hulu, right? As like uh, in the selection section of movies that recommended for you or whatever but i didn't go i didn't watch it but it brought me back to a time to the time that i did watch it and like i said mississippi damned it's the saddest movie i've ever seen i know it has a silver lining at the end i'm not gonna spoil any part of the movie for y'all um if y'all were looking if 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 some I know with some of the audience, people actually go back and and watch the movies. I get the text messages, I get the calls about some of the movies that I talk about um, on a podcast. So, but Mississippi Damned is it's a black movie. Um, it's set in a real rural area, I would say, and um, real country rural area, and it's sad as fuck, yo. Like. The movie is just sad. It's a lot of drama that goes on in there. Um, it's a lot that goes on in there. A lot. Uh, and it is. It's it's stuff that really goes on in real in you know, in real life. So it's not like a lot of exaggeration there. Actually, I didn't really see any exaggerated um, situations in the movie itself. So. Um, I mean, I'm not suggesting that people go watch it, but if, <laughs> if you want to, it's not a bad movie, like as far as the acting and everything like that, the cinematography, all of that, that comes with it. It's not a bad looking movie at all. It's just that it's just so much bad shit that happens to this fa- this black family. Um, and there is a silver lining all the way at the end of the movie, but you got to wait literally all the way to the end of the movie to have to, to see something good come out of this situation and it's wild like uh, i just anyway this is the tired of talking podcast i'm your host jordan and um i didn't really have this is another one of those i didn't really have a topic type um podcast but um it's wild what goes on in your life and how it's wild what goes on in your life and how stepping back and looking at something, how you can make that particular thing correlate with your life. And I'm going to give you um, a prime example <laughs> of um, of this of this situation happening this way. Right. So. McDonald's, yo. McDonald's is a place of pure chaos. Now, I don't go to McDonald's very often. I live across the street from one. Um, so every once in a while, I'll stop in and get me like maybe like a an egg McMuffin, like with a folded egg and um, plain on the English on a you know a Thomas Thomas English muffin, and um, I'll get strawberry jelly and. I'll spread that on the muffin and I'll eat a plain uh, egg McMuffin. That's what I typically do. I'm sorry. Y'all. I'm like rubbing my eye right now. I don't know where my eye just got irritated. Um, 
but for the most part that's what i get when i'm at mcdonald's uh i don't really you i definitely moved I, de- I have definitely moved away from more processed foods like mcdonald's and all the rest of the fast food restaurants i really don't uh partake in those if i do eat out um it's definitely from you know an around the way restaurant mom and pop type type joint with more authentic food um more of a home cook more of a home cooked meal type uh type deal there that that i would um partake in but yeah mcdonald's is chaos yo like it's just it's chaos man like especially these mcdonald's that be you know and it do be the ones that be in the hood that be all the mcdonald's really be chaos chaotic now that i now that i think about it man even the ones that's out in like even the ones that's out in like the suburbs it's just i think mcdonald's just has that thing about it where like chaos just ensues as soon as you put on that apron and that visor or that hat and it's just it's just a place of pure chaos man like you got the beeping going on like the unnecessary beeps you don't know where the beeps be coming from most of the time it's the fryer but it could be i worked at mcdonald's back when i was 13 and this was this was uh around the time when mcdonald's was hiring 14 year olds people don't remember that but i and this is telling of my age but mcdonald's hired 14 year olds at one point all you needed was your working papers and they was putting you on now in hindsight i look at it like they were it was like almost like underage labor like it was borderline underage labor laws but what they did was probably lobby you know for um early workforce some type of early workforce law that allowed them to let people work at an earlier age that's what i think happened you know back then i don't know if i if i could if i if i did my research on it, i probably would find out that mcdonald's was like right there at the government like yo y'all should allow this this will and showing all the benefits um to someone starting and starting work early early on like that when you should be really enjoying your life you know at, in your teenage years and not really wor- thinking about the money aspect of it but I was um, money minded or I was really not really money minded, but I was definitely independent minded. Um, I was 13 wearing a size 10 and a half shoe. Uh, I still wear 10 and a half. It's crazy. My foot has never grown from then. And I'm a 35 year old man now. Um, I was wearing a 10 and a half 11 shoe. And I just remember like going to like the sneaker stores with my mom around back to school time. And my mom would be bitching like crazy about um she would just be bitching like crazy about um about uh just having to buy (laughs) my shoes my timberlands was back when people don't remember but timberlands used to be a hundred dollars back in the day a hundred hundred and twenty dollars back in the day which was a lot of money um for a shoe back in the day so my tims always cost a hundred dollars that you know my sisters wore grade school sizes so their shoes were always cheaper but um i um 
my shoes are always more expensive you know jordans was always a thing back then and when my mom used to take me to go get shoes my mom would buy them but she would be complaining from the time i tried them on to the time we up at the register to the whole ride home through the whole ride home my mom is complaining about paying for these shoes and you know as i get older i realized why she was complaining because money was thin man my mom had like six kids in the house seven kids in the house at the at one time you know and she was trying to keep me fresh but she didn't want to spend that type of bread either you know like so shout out to my mother man i love her dearly i realized the sacrifices and, and things that she that she did early on i realized those things now and um my mom will reap the benefits of of what she has done um reap the benefits of what she's sown in her son long time ago uh, she will reap those benefits for sure in her later years. I'm, I'm gonna make sure of that. But anyway, um, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> McDonald's, yo, complete chaos. Like McDonald's puts anybody on, you know, they, man, listen, y'all know I be out here doing DoorDash and like, I get to see different, I get to go to most of the time I deny a McDonald's order because I know what I'm walking into. And then sometimes I take the order if it's slow out there and I have a, a monetary goal that I'm looking to reach. Um, and the order is a sizable order that's paying pretty well and going a pretty short distance. So, I, you know, I might I might take that order. But for the most part, no. Like I will decline a McDonald's order all day long because I know what I'm walking into. I know it's just the, the chaotic factor of me walking into a mcdonald's the feeling that i get when i walk into a mcdonald's that's the crazy part about mcdonald's right and let me finish off me working at 13 first before i get into this um yeah so i got my working papers i didn't get actually i didn't even i never even received my working papers now that i think about it i didn't receive my working papers i kind of just i lied to get in there um, my cousin used to march for this band. She used to march in this band. You know how, like, in the hood, we used to have marching groups back in the day, and, like, they would they would march against each other, step against each other or whatever, and, like, Mother's Day parades, Father's Day parades, you know, um, uh, any other... I think it was a few other holidays that they, that they marched for. Um, I think Easter was probably one of them, too. They, I think they had an Easter Day parade back in the day. Definitely in Chester, they probably had that. And my cousin used to march in this group that was a very, very popular group. I would say in a tri-state area. They they were Infinity. <laughs> the name of them was Infinity. And my cousin, my cousin Ronetta, shout out to Ronetta. Um, my cousin Ronetta was work was was marching for them. And she was cool with all the dudes that marched in this group. Now, these guys were flamboyantly gay. Um, and they would do the wildest stuff you know they would show up with like gold hair and like the spray painted gold Reeboks like the the joints that you know the Reeboks that all the women was wearing back in the day um they would show up with like this crazy stuff and they was super deep it might have been like mo most marching groups might have had like 20 to 25 members in it you know um on the on the on the larger scale the larger end um 
the other groups would have like a, on a small on a lower end they might have like 10 to 15 infinity had like an easy 50 people in it like 50 like this was like the group that everybody wanted to get into and it was like super super hyper sexualized the girls were like these super small skirts you know they did a bunch of like crazy dances you know all the stuff that they did it was just a wild group yo like and my cousin was cool with all of the guys that was up in there and they all it just so happened that all of these dudes that was marching in this group all of the leaders of the group which was like maybe like five between five and ten guys they all worked at this mcdonald's this mcdonald's that they built on market street up over there in um over there in like what's that lower it might be like lower chichester either lower or upper chichester i can't remember but um it's still there that mcdonald's is still there and they were all management so like you had the general manager um and like three assistant managers and then like all of like the shift leaders they were all like from that group infinity and my cousin persuaded them to get me a job there you know she said you know my little cousin's looking to work he's a hard worker yada 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 like she put her neck out there for me and they ended up having me come in on open interviews now back in the day mcdonald's used to do open interviews and basically hire you on the spot if you passed the open interview if you came there looking halfway decent you know didn't smell funny you you, you know your teeth were brushed mcdonald's will put you on you can count to 10 mcdonald's put you on right so they will put you on and um they would put you on and you know you would start probably that next day or if it was on a weekend if you came in on a friday for the interview they might they might ask you to start on that monday so they put me on you know they told me to bring back my working papers that monday i went on an interview on friday they told me to bring back my working papers on monday i said cool i never brought them any working papers i just kept a low profile kept my head low you know, made sure that like I ain't stir up no real reason for them to even look at me like that. And I just slid in there, you know what I mean? And just worked. And back then, if you had McDonald's on your resume, if you had McDonald's on your working back, your working history, your background, this is back when you used to have to walk into stores and fill out applications. If you put McDonald's on that application, most jobs was like, all right, if you can endure McDonald's, you can definitely work here. You know what I mean? McDonald's was like that rite of passage job that people had back in the day that if you had that on your background you definitely was getting hired somewhere else so and i knew that early on because i remember going out to the mall and i told y'all that like foot action was like my favorite place um that i've ever worked at back before they got um acquired back before they got acquired by foot locker um I remember going out there and I was asking them like, yo, how old you got to be to work here? And I remember them saying, you got to be 16 to work here, you know? So I was like, all right, cool. Like in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, I got a couple more years. You know what I mean? Like foot action going. And then you, you be thinking back then you be thinking like, yo, I'm going to work here forever. Like, you know, like it's cool. It's sneakers all over the place. There's girls coming up in here all the time. It's everybody that work here looks super cool. They got like, you know what I mean? Their foot action t-shirts on and like, it's just dope to work here you feel me so i was just like i couldn't wait but you know bringing it back around i was like all right cool you know i'm gonna start working at mcdonald's and you know that's gonna get me kick-started and then from there i'll you know i'll try to weasel my way into a better a better job so that's how i started working um that's how i started working for uh mcdonald's 
And even back then, it was just complete chaos. Back then, McDonald's had this whole thing where they had to like switch over. I think bre I think breakfast started at either 11 or, I mean, breakfast ended at either 11 or 12 back then, if I'm not mistaken. Might've been 12, might've been 12 um that breakfast ended and it would be like you got to switch everything over like because now you're not they use different machines for like lunch and you know to make the burgers and all of that stuff like everything is different now right so um you were like around i think like around like 11 45 they would stop taking like lunch um breakfast orders and we would start switching over the machines to lunch right and that would be how lunch would get started but now, like with McDonald's, I don't know what they do now. It's been years since I've worked there. Um, but and this is not even have this doesn't even have anything to do on the operational side. This is just how the this is just the aesthetic of when you're walking. This is just the look of a McDonald's. It's wild because people just expect McDonald's to be they expect it to be a mess when you think about it now. Right. Like they expect you to walk in there. And have issues like you ever been in a McDonald's and when somebody went through the drive through and their order got messed up in the way that they come in there, they come in there already hot like that. They already come in hot, yo. Like it's no. And I'm assuming it happens at all the rest of the fast food restaurants, but it seemed like there, there is a particular disdain for McDonald's when they mess up an order. You know, like the person come in and they like, yo, you messed up my order. And they start wilding out like immediately. You know what I mean? Oh, yo, I asked for an additional hash brown. Y'all put that like they be coming in hot, yo. They come in hot. And it just always feels like your life is in danger. Your life is in jeopardy. Like even when you walking up to a McDonald's, you automatically like next time, I don't know, whenever y'all whatever, like whenever y'all um if y'all decide to go to a McDonald's for whatever reason in the near future, like take take a step back and feel. Look how you like try to feel, try to try to assess how you feel walking into a McDonald's, like walking in. It's not a happy time. I remember back in the day, McDonald's used to be like a. It used to be like a thing. I don't know. Like I remember, like we used to ride past the McDonald's and we used to beg our mom to take us to McDonald's when we was kids. And I don't know if it was because of the toys at the Happy Meals and stuff like that. Because when I got like 12, 13, I moved on to like the Big Mac, and I thought that like the Big Mac was like the biggest sandwich ever back then. You know what I mean? Like I moved on. Like a Happy Meal wasn't doing nothing for me, so my mom would just be like, "All right, we'll get something else," and I would get like a Big Mac meal or like a quarter pounder meal or something like that. Even double quarter pounder meal back in the day but it's like that whole vibe has changed i don't know if kids are like i don't think kids are even like asking to go to mcdonald's like that anymore i mean it's probably like chick-fil-a or something like that now but like i don't think kids are like they see a mcdonald's sign maybe they do i don't know i don't know man my daughter is not a baby anymore so she's my baby but she's not a baby anymore um I don't know, man. I don't know if kids, I don't know if kids, maybe y'all can tell me like in the tech, you know, the people that listen to this and text me or call me, maybe y'all can tell me the ones that have kids, but I don't, I don't think McDonald's is like a thing like that anymore, yo. And man, it's just, <laughs> it's the like when you walking up to a McDonald's, right? When you walking up to a McDonald's, it's like this feeling of like anxiousness because you just know shit is not going to go the way you want it to go you're not going to be able to go in and get a number one 
wait and then 10 minutes later your meal is in your hand and you getting in your car and you going about your business it's not it don't work out that way it probably works out that way maybe 30 or 40 percent of the time you know what i mean but the other the other 50 60 70 percent of the time yo it's complete it's a complete mess when you in there and then like i said mcdonald's and family dollar are two places that you just always you got to be on edge you got to keep the gun off safety in these places because you just never know what somebody what type of energy somebody bringing up in there you know what i mean like the energy is just different when you walk up in there the, the employees walking around and like you could just tell like you know you ever been up in there when a shift change is about to happen like they want to be laughing and joke you've been waiting for this nugget meal for 10 minutes 20 minutes now right they laughing and joking you got another employee over here talking about how they got their hours shorted and who they don't who they don't rock with who they don't fuck with when they working and all of this extra stuff you got another employee over here talking about what they did over the weekend this other employee over here is struggling with the drive-thru nobody sees that though so they don't care or nobody cares to see that like it's just that you don't even see the store manager no more it used to be the store manager be up front um or the shift leader or whatever the shift manager be up front you know busting it down trying to get the, the the line in the lobby moving you don't see that no more it's just you know it's it's whoever's up here it's whoever's up here you know and then you got the one guy that's been waiting for a milkshake or whatever they finally come back and tell him yo it's broke the machine is broke it's down you know what i mean do you want a smoothie instead like it's it you just be looking if you take if you sit back and you just look at these things mcdonald's is not a place where man it just don't feel good your pressure your blood pressure just be built you end up paying for something and just dipping on them and just letting them keep the money that's how bad mcdonald's is like it's that's how bad it is as an establishment like you done went pay for your meal you've been waiting for your meal for 25 minutes you done forgot that you even paid for your meal you just end up leaving or you just leave and just be like yo i'd rather just not even deal with this shit y'all can have it seven dollars that i paid for that meal bye i'm out of here i'm out of here and man and now with the incorporation of like uber eats and all of these courier systems like it even prolongs the system it even prolongs everything like you drive through is backed up now the front lobby is backed up now and it's funny how to bring everything full circle of what I what I was talking about in the beginning. It's funny how you can look at that chaos and correlate that to your life, man. Like you can look at that chaos and correlate that to your life. You got to start compartmentalizing what it is that you actually really want for your life. The things that you really, really want for your life. And it's wild that a trip to McDonald's made me think about this shit trip to mcdonald's made me think about that i was really looking at it step back and just looking at how everything else was moving nothing was nothing was synergetic at all you know like everything was like fighting each other everything was fighting this was fighting this this person is arguing with this person like every every nobody was nobody was working toward like the common goal and since you a team of yourself, you got to look at yourself like, yo, what am I fighting every day? What's fighting against me every day? And that's what I started thinking about. Now, I have this goal. It's an unwritten goal, but it's written in my head. I got to get my mom up out of my, I got to get my mom up out of Chester. I have to get my family up out of Chester. I do. Me and Chuck, shout out to my boy, Charles. Y'all already heard about, y'all already know him. Um, me and my boy, Chuck had a conversation when I was down at his house, when me and him did like a little, a Walmart run and like, 
that was one of the things that we talked about like you know like that's a goal that people really really want but it's a hard it's one of the hardest goals to aspire to you know what i mean it's one of the hardest goals to accomplish um it's not a hard goal to aspire to because i feel like that's what everybody wants but it's a hard goal to accomplish Chester's is a very dangerous city um it's taken a long time for them to progress shout out to my boy kill kill was talking to me about like with the um he was talking about them gentrifying the city which you know that to some people that seems like progress but to, uh, to other people like myself um and it is a form of progress it's just i don't know if it's I don't know if it's the correct form of progress. You know what I mean? Like displacing people that have been there their whole lives trying to figure out ways to get out. It's not a form of progress to me, you know? Um, but whatever, man, like I got to get my mom up out of there. You know, I w- I'm going to get myself into a position where I'm going to get my mom and them up out of there. I'm going to get my sisters up out of there. I don't want them. I don't want them being around and waiting around to see what the government or what the city decides to do um the state decides to do rather for that city um for that city and i love chester man chester is my heart man it's a lot of great memories came out of chester a lot of what is instilled within this me and ace my boy ace shout out to my boy ace um a lot of things we talked about you know and how we can just pretty much go anywhere in the world because of what we've learned in chester you know and even things that you you learn a lot of things subconsciously in chester um but you can you can live anywhere in the world because of the things that are instilled in you um in chester from growing up in chester chester is a very rough city it is and my love for it comes from like the hate that it gets from the outside parts it gets chester received so much hate from like even you got the white cities that's all around the aston brookhaven all of these cities or whatever ridley eddie stone all these white cities are surrounding them and most of them are really really racist cities they don't want to deal with chester people at all on any level they don't want you in their city for whatever reason they don't they don't they don't rock with you at all and then you have philly the hate from philly right because and philly's hate really don't it's not anything personal I think that Philly's hate just comes from like Chester just beating their ass and like sports all the time. Like a lot of Chester produced a lot of like pro athletes. It's produced a lot of um, entertain entertainment people. You know, people in the entertainment fields. And I think that they look at Chester like, Damn, how does little city doing this? You know, how did this little city come up here and whip our ass all the time in basketball? How are they taking states all the time? Like, and I think it's just a dog that dog mentality that Chester has that underdog mentality that chester has but um sorry y'all went on a little tangent about that but yeah that's one of let's tie everything together the reason why i'm talking about this is solely because i was in a mcdonald's and it was just pandemonium going on it was just everything was going on at this mcdonald's you know what i mean like everything that you didn't want at mcdonald's was happening at mcdonald's and it's not exciting to be in that type of situation you know what i mean like you know you got people arguing and all of this stuff the the manager ain't nowhere to be found like you know all the people on the front line don't care about where what you there for <laughs> like you know nobody's asking you any questions it's not real it's not a real fun time it's not a real fun time at all it's not a real fun time but what i did get from that is i got to step back and like i said you just apply what you've seen and figure out how 
it's wow how you can figure that out within your own life you can figure these things out like you can i'm looking back and i'm I'm looking at this whole thing just this whole conundrum of a place right it's just whole it's this whole like labyrinth <laughs> of a place here you know what i mean like it's so much going on at one time that you just don't even know you don't even know what to do so you start thinking about your own life that's how crazy it got i started thinking about like my own life like yo all right i know i'm not spinning out of control but i've been there i've been at those situations i've been in i I felt like my life was like spinning out of control i remember being in atlanta and that had happened you know like um before my ex-girlfriend had moved down there with me i felt like my life was just it was just reckless man it was reckless yo like i was I wasn't doing anything crazy. I didn't engage in any illegal activity or anything like that. But I just felt like I just couldn't get on my feet, yo. Like every time I turned around, it was just like something like keeping me down. You know what I mean? Like between the times that, you know, the time that I was homeless for a few days, messing with that, uh, that apartment complex down there that had jacked all my stuff up. Um, and I think I talked about that in a prior podcast, but you know i was just trying to figure things out and everybody i know was telling me like it takes about five years to get on your feet down there especially when you move from up north um and here i am my pride was in a way and i was thinking i could do it within three if y'all talking about five i'm gonna make sure i do this within three but yeah it damn near took a full five years for me to get on my feet in the minute when i was just started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel I, i made the jump to move back home you know so i've been on that i've been in that 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 funnel of just that whirlwind of just chaos i've been in that you know but the only thing i didn't do then was i didn't step back and look at it the broader the broader view of it i just kind of i try to fight the storm you know what i mean i was in there trying to fight the storm when i should have just stepped back the whole time you know, I should have stepped back and looked at a different, looked at it, looked at it uh, in a different way, approached it from a different angle, and maybe it would have worked out in my favor back then. But I think it was toward the end of me living there. I believe that like it was a lot of doors shutting on me, like a lot of things that I was setting up, a lot of things that I was putting myself in positions for was um was shutting the doors. Those doors and windows were closing on me. So I, I was like, maybe this is God telling me I need to move, you know, back home, closer to back home. Maybe I came down here um, ill-timed. Like, I, maybe I came down here at, at a time that wasn't for me, you know. Um, but I'm in Baltimore now, and, like, it's a not as rough. <laughs> it's not as rough for me to get on my feet here. Like, I feel like I got, like, a running start, Um with getting on my feet here i've worked for a few different companies since i was here and i've gotten more in tune with what i want for myself you know and i'm like i feel like i'm i'm definitely one of those guys that like if i win people around me win naturally like people around me win so i don't have to i don't have to um I don't know like I don't have to think about I'm not thinking about I'm standing back and watching the storm that's what I'm doing like I'm it's not really a chaotic chaotic storm going on right now but I'm standing back and watching my situation and just making sure that I'm like I'm seeing things like I'm seeing I'm seeing a different way to approach things you know like and 
now I'm more I want my I want my company now now I know I know I have a more defined goal now and thank you McDonald's because I wasn't really thinking about any of this before I was thinking about it but you know you think about it in, in pieces like you you know people that wanted their own company they kind of like it's like an afterthought it's like you sitting there watching tv and it just kind of pop up like hey you know what? I really need to I really need to you know look into llc's or i need to look into this or i need to look into that right so you just look at like different things in pieces but again coming from chester you coming from chester it kind of put your it kind of put the foot on your neck you know and it puts a foot in your ass too to try to you start thinking about like your people back there like you start thinking about like i think about my mom and my cousins and my my whole family's there you know what i mean my whole adopted family is there you know um and then i think about my biological side like i think about my sister kwana and um um i think about my brother kevin who i need to reach out to um my brother dior i think about paco i think of my little brother paco Devante, who ain't really rocking with us right now um but you know that's another story and um actually i need to have him on the podcast i'm gonna have him on the podcast when i i'm actually gonna send for him he's in pittsburgh i believe and i'm gonna have him on the podcast when it's time but um i think about these people i do i think about these people and i i also think about what i need to do to get my to get myself in a position where i'm definitely helping people you know so I don't know, y'all. Um, <laughs> it's wild that I got this epiphany from the chaos that ensues at a McDonald's on a day in and day out basis. Imagine working there, man, and just man. I don't know if I could do it, yo. Like I don't even know. I don't know if I could do it. I'd be on the corner with crack rocks in my pocket. <laughs> I'd be on the corner with rocks in my pocket before I go there, man, because I don't know if I could do it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to invoke a person that I used to be a short-tempered guy back in the day that, you know, I don't want to evoke that. And I feel like McDonald's is the type of place that evokes that type of stuff. <sighs> anyway, y'all, seems like a good place to chop this thing off. I could go on another 20 minutes just on McDonald's alone, but um, I'm not. This is the Tired of Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. And let's go into this week, y'all, with like, with motivation. Let's go into this week with motivation. Let's go into this week expecting things to happen. Let's, and don't be let down either, like if they don't happen, but... Don't even think about them not happening. Just expect these things to happen. Expect stuff to happen. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into this week expecting things to happen. And when I say things to happen, I don't mean anything bad. I mean expecting good things to happen to you. Expecting things that you see that you've planted. Expecting, Expecting to see some type of growth in that. Expecting, I don't know, a phone call from somebody or a text message from somebody that you haven't heard from that you care for expect this stuff like that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go into this is the week of expect expectation so expectation and motivation this is the tired of talking podcast i'm your host jordan and i will see y'all on the other side peace